Welcome, everyone, to the Patty G Show. I am your host, Patty G. We are here with Bridget from Capital City Lighting. Welcome to those on the Facebook page. Welcome to those in person. And welcome to all those listening and tuning in on whatever platform you're doing. So just a reminder, this show is brought to you by Alvarez Construction. We are excited to have them as our sponsor. And without further ado, Bridget, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for finally making this happen. We have been trying since what, last yeah. April, yeah. last May, somewhere Something. along those timelines and then COVID. And-, and tonight I felt like this is a sign. Like maybe this isn't going to happen. And I, I thought so too. And I, when I woke up and I was like, um, let me chip off four inches of ice <laughs> from my truck to go to work. Same. And I was like, I'm very worried because we had to move it from Monday. Yeah. And then it was like, well, Baton Rouge is frozen. So no one's going anywhere. No one's doing anything. So we had to move it from Monday. And now I'm finally glad we're here on Wednesday. And I hope we have enough lights. Thanks for holding out for me. (laughs) I hope I don't disappoint you. Uh, I have every bit of confidence in you that you're going to do great. So what do you do? Well, 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 um, I like to call myself a lighting stylist and I own a company called Capital City Lighting. I work with um, homeowners and builders, architects, and I curate lighting for a home or a a residential or commercial space. Gotcha. So by curating, what is I help to select like all of the lights for a space. So I have over. 55 lines that I work with and I basically will meet with um, with a with a homeowner and we will select all of the lighting for like everything. And if it lights up, I sell it. I'll help select it to make sure that it all, you know, flows together, looks good for I do like restaurants, you know, people's houses, anything. And is it like mostly new construction or are you coming in even for renovations and you do, you know, what is, what exactly are you involved in what process? I do everything. Um, I do renovations. I mostly do new construction because I work with a select group of builders um, and I'm, and they send me all their clients. So I, you know, they'll send me their clients and then I work with them. I make them look good. I make their houses look good. I, you know, light up their lives, basically. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> light up their lives. So how did you get into lighting? What's your what's your background? What kind of a what kind of a kid were you where you just were one day like, you know what? I want to go and light up people's lives. Well, Patrick, um, hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> I I just kind of fell into it, honestly. I um I was a stay-at-home mom for 13 years, and I had kids. I had four kids. My husband and I had four kids together um, in my 20s. I wasn't like having all these kids, you know, alone, um, which is great and fine and awesome if you do that. I mean, you know, right? But I didn't. I had my husband with me. I'm so nervous. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> You're all good. You're doing so well. That was so awkward. No, it was it was awesome. We're we're learning about your yeah. history. So I I had children and yeah. I all of my twenties were spent having kids pretty much, and my thirties were just raising kids. And um, I did something every night of the week. We had soccer, piano, dance, gymnastics, 
I mean, I could go on and on. We, right. we, we just nonstop, you know, I put all of my time and effort into them. Yeah. It's what kids, what comes with kids yeah. time and commitment to whether it be sports activities or just sitting there and reading them a book till they fall asleep. Yes. It's time as a big commitment. When and, it comes and, to and it was great. I love it. I mean, I'm Absolutely. still, I still have little kids. Um, you know, my youngest is 15 now, but I, I loved it. And so I didn't, I stayed home with them. And then, um, probably when I was like 34, uh, I started, you know, wanting to kind of get back out into the workplace and I started working at an accounting firm, which spoiler alert guys happens to be the same accounting firm I work at. Yeah. And I did not know this going into Full circle asking moment. her. And then it was just the dawn upon me as we were sitting down beforehand, like, oh my gosh, we actually ended up working at the same accounting firm. Yeah. Which for those listening is Dagger Pond Brian. Um, yes. Here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So yeah, we you so you went to work at an accounting firm. At an accounting firm, and I was office manager there, and it it was great. It like put me back into the workforce. Um, it was a really structured, you know, pace of work completely because you have to account for yes. every second of your time. <laughs> um, and so that helped me just be completely structured in every future like job that I ever had after that. Um, I worked there for two years and tax season is brutal. And so. And we're upon it. Yes. It's happening. I don't know how you're doing this. I was thinking about that, but. um, It's okay. It's only 120 hours every two weeks is fine. It's a lot, but I just didn't want to do that anymore with the kids. And so I went to work with a friend and he owned a flooring business and his name is Toby Corville. Shout out to Toby Corville. Shout out to Toby. And he owned Best Buy Flooring and Granite. And so I worked for him for just a few months, just, um, and I sold Granite. And then one of my friends was looking for another saleswoman and she owned a lighting boutique in town. And um, I decided I wanted to go and work just like part-time. And it was better for me to, to do that with the kids and stuff. So I went and worked for her and I just... You know, it was just a part-time job. I worked a few hours a week, um, and I just really kind of fell in love with it. I loved, I mean, I've always been into design and fashion, and the lighting was just like, just, you know, dressing up your home, basically. I learned as much as I could. Um, We had, at this boutique, we had like walk-ins that would come in just to buy a couple fixtures off the showroom floor, and I started learning about the lighting world and that people are buying a whole package of lighting for their house. And I wanted to sell them that entire package of lighting. So by package, you mean like multiple fixtures? The whole thing. Okay. When you're building a house, like you need every, yeah, every room that needs a decorative fixture, you need can lights, you need a doorbell, you need um, the panels in your garage, you need floodlights. Um, so And they want to do it at like one place. One place. And I couldn't do that. So I started to open with lines that had everything that I needed um, so I could get that whole lighting allowance that the builder gives to a client. And within two years, I was working full time and I was working overtime. (laughs) And um, I stayed there for five years and I worked really, really hard. I mean, I work, when I went on vacation, I was working, I was putting together lighting packages, you know, on vacation. Yeah. Um, and that, that's the, the behind the scenes that when people look at a successful business, they look at a successful person, they don't see the behind the scenes of 
you're on vacation with your family at the beach. They're all down yeah. at the water and you're up in the condo, you know, working still. Yeah. You're emailing clients, picking out fixtures, I'm sure. And that's, that is part of what makes an entrepreneur an entrepreneur, that willingness to work beyond the nine to five, to put in that extra effort, to go on and go yeah. out and go out of their way to make sure the client and the customer is happy. Yes, exactly. Like I, people, every one of my clients had my cell phone. They could text me and they did and they do. Um, <laughs> Sometimes I'm hesitant in the accounting world. Oh, that's a different story. <laughs> I mean, this is like when people have real lighting emergencies, Patrick. This is true. All right. This is true. This is true. This is true. Real emergencies. Yeah, these are real <laughs> emergencies. I mean, so people need things and I'm available. I'm yeah. available to, you well, know. They're building their home, right? Yeah. It's and I, I mean, we become friends most of the time. I'm, you know, we're texting. You spend enough time together. Yeah. So I just, you know, I was working really hard there and I got to a point where I thought like, I would like to do this for myself. And, um, it was just kind of a little dream and a seed. And I started thinking about it. Um, how would I do this? And like, just open, like just being open to the universe, like putting it out there. Like, I want to do this, like bring it to me. And, um, which is a big, like audacious step to take, or a, even a mental note to have is I want to go and do what I'm doing now, but for myself. Yeah. I well, mean, that's a, that's a big thought to have. Cause not everybody does that. Not everybody, th they just go, I'm going to work more, I'm going to work more, I'm going to work more. But yeah. having that extra step really kicks in the entrepreneurial spirit of, no, 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 no. I want more. I yeah. want to do this for me. I, yes. I totally wanted to do it for me. And I wanted to do different things that I had the say over. You know, I wanted to run my own show and and I had a lot of ideas that <laughs> I was excited about. Yeah. And I, so. And that's why I define entrepreneurship as a mindset. Not yeah. just owning your own business. Because, I, I would have to agree with you. Yeah, because I mean, it strives and it pushes people to own their own businesses and the majority part of the time they do, but it's the mindset of, I want to do something more and I want to do something for myself. Mm -hmm. That's entrepreneurship. Yeah. I, I Just like for me, knowing other entrepreneurs, I would have to agree. Like, I think that's something we all have in common. Right. As, as like what with what, with what you're wearing. Yes. I was told to ask this question. You're not supposed to say that. I was not told to ask this question. <laughs> you're supposed to say, who are you wearing? Who are you wearing? Wanderlust by Abby. <laughs> Another local Baton Rouge company, right? Female entrepreneur. Female entrepreneur. A future guest of the Patty G show, hopefully. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers to that. <laughs> So you got into this role of wanting to do something for yourself, wanting to go beyond yes. the nine to five, beyond what the business had in sight for you. Yes. And what was that next step? So I, um, you know, I had really launched the whole, their whole social media. I started an Instagram account. I brought like, they had like 50 followers and I, you know, put a lot, a new social media was big. And so I Still put a, is big. it is, I put a lot of effort into that and grew that. And I knew that when I would leave, which I knew I was going to leave, I knew it. Um, I knew that when I would leave that I wouldn't be able to take that with me. And so I started a social media account called This Little Light of Mine. And I started a blog, writing a blog and a lighting blog and just writing like a life, kind of a lifestyle lighting blog and gaining followers, um, preparing <clears throat> for like, I didn't know how I was going to leave or when I was going to leave, but I was preparing for it and just 
get started this whole, you know, Instagram account and blog with that in mind and just kind of like praying about it really like, you know, like divine intervention, like, please help me to find, lead me to where I need to go. And so uh, probably about two or three months into my blog, um, and really I put a lot more into the Instagram account. I, one of my friend, the friend that I had worked for doing granite, he was closing down his location, selling his location, rebranding into a boutique business. And he called me and said, come, come on, come work with me. We'll partner, we'll bring in lightning lighting and, um, we'll be partners. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. Like my (laughs) prayers have been answered. I mean, it really was just a lightning bolt. Like God was like, here, yeah, you go. Go for it. Yeah. Run with it. And so I was, you know, it was, it was a tough thing to leave where I was because they were, um, you know, you become close to people. You, you have that attachment. I mean, you spend, when when you count out the hours, you probably spend more time at work than you do at home with your family. Absolutely. And it becomes your work family. And I had a lot of clients there that, you know, identified me with this business. Um, And so leaving was traumatic for everybody. Me included. Clients get attached to who they work with day in and day out. Yeah. But it was, it's the best thing I could have done. I'm super happy about it. Um, And I just started from with nothing and started this business with, from scratch. I had to call to get, you know, started with lines, which was kind of a tough thing because a lot of lines are um, protected. Um, The lighting world is very, Oh, I don't know. It's very like, you you know, you can't open with this line if this person has it or. Um, okay, and there so, are, so I want to get into some more nitty yeah. gritty of that. So okay. you say you say the lighting world is protected. Yes. What, what do you mean by protected? Like, um, is it not a monopoly, but is it like you can't get into certain vendors? Yes. Or what exactly are you? Yeah. There? So certain vendors like if if a company, if a lighting store has this vendor, they definitely want to not anyone else to have it. And so, um, you know, all of these lines that I worked with and sold a good bit of and knew all about their, you know, styles and everything. I kind of had hit some glitches with opening lines because there were lighting showrooms in the area that did not want another lighting showroom to open up. Yeah. Um, So it's very tricky to open up with lines. And when I was in my previous when I was working before I opened Capital City Lighting, it took me five years to open about 40 lines. And within a year of open capital of opening Capital City Lighting, I opened 50 lines in one year. Wow. Yeah. And I don't I don't have any any. Pers- yeah. Clap. Clap for that. That's awesome, guys. That's awesome. So I, and I don't have any perspective of the lighting world, but 50 is a significant number. A lot. Like that. That's that's a lot to make. It's a happen. big deal. It's a lot of accounting work <laughs> because you have to there are minimums that you have to reach and like you don't have the capital maybe to open with a $15,000 lighting line and 50 of them. And so you really have to um, play your cards, right? Like I have this many, I had a lot of dedicated clients and I've gained a lot of clients. Um, And I would just, okay, I would like show them stuff from a certain line and get enough, maybe like half of my order to be able to open with that line. 
and then you know yeah. buy the wet the rest in like sh- like stock right because when you when you look at the con- the type of work you're doing the type of construction you're doing it's new construction mm-hmm. which on a lot of the times takes a while to get paid you yes. know it's not like you're going in and saying okay you know i need two lighting like we're about to do a kitchen remodel right yeah and so it's like, all right we want you know, six can lights and two lights above our island or whatever, whatever the case may be. And that's going to be done like that. It's going to be done in a month, maybe. Yeah. You know, but when you're doing new construction, it's going to take a a while. And if you're as a young business just getting started, you don't have all that cash. You don't have all that capital, that liquidity that you need to go forth and actually pay all these invoices. Right. So then your terms with your, you know, your vendors start catching up. And your terms to your payees, yeah. your payors aren't there. And so it's a delicate balance. It is. And I I, I mean, it's just kind of been magic um, because it's all worked out and amazing. Um, I have so a, you're saying it was meant to be. It's meant to be. <laughs> it. I mean, obviously, I have a wonderful partner that supported me. Um, I wouldn't have been able to do this without Toby and his wife, Angie. They really provided the collateral for me to get started. But... Um, I've, you know, all my bills are paid. Yeah, which is incredible. For how long have y'all been in business? Um, we opened in the end of August of 2019. Right, so y'all are coming up on one and a half years, really. Yeah. So to have started one and a half years ago and be where you are today is an amazing success story, not only for you, but for the Baton Rouge economy and the Baton Rouge area. Yeah. Saying, guys, look, or people, y'all can come in, build a business from scratch. And not have any of these connections, have those barriers, have those walls, and you can break through them in a year and a half. You know, it's incredible. It is. Well, thanks. You know, it, it's, I think it's incredible. When I stop to think, I don't, I haven't stopped to really think about it much because I'm, I just go, you're, you're go, growing. go. Yeah. But when I do stop and think about it, I, I get a little emotional. It's a, it's a big deal. It, look, it's, <laughs> it's okay to take a step back and see what you've done and see what you've accomplished is truly something incredible in the short amount of time. You know, it's almost, it doesn't, it's almost one of those like unicorn stories, right? It's like you get this business started and then it blows up and it's incredible. And it's here locally. Yeah. Which is also exciting to see that someone's able to do something like that. So I want to get into your blog. Okay. Because tomorrow I'm going to be talking about blogs with Brian Haldane on Talk 107.3. Okay. And blogs from a business perspective from a business standpoint Mm -hmm. and writing one and creating one, I see, you know, immense value in that. Why did you initially start with a blog while you were still working for the other company? Well, I probably initially started because I do enjoy writing. um, And I always have, I was thinking about being an English major for a little while. (laughs) And I was told by many of my professors, like, are you majoring in English? And I was like, no. It's not, I'm not going to make any money, but I really enjoy, I enjoy writing. I always have. Um, so that's probably why I started in blogging. And then I learned a lot more about it. Um, why it's so important. I don't want to take away your questions. I feel like I'm talking the whole time. Go. Yeah, okay. Keep I, you know, someone commented a unicorn emoji and it threw me oh, off. Okay. Um, from a business perspective, it's really important. Um, and a lot of this, I don't, I can't, I don't quite understand but I do enough uh, because whenever you write a blog it it's all about search engine optimization SEO SEO 
SEO and, in, the, in, the, in the techie world. And so all the things that you put in your blog um, help people find you when they're searching for something, you'll pop up more. Right. And, and so that's why it's important for businesses. Yeah, 100%. For a, and for a quick crash course for SEO and search engine optimization, the more text you have, yeah. whether it be associated with an image, a product, or a web page, the search engines are better able to scan and go through that website. They're able to scan and go through the actual web page and find what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. So if somebody in Google, think about it, when you Google something or you search for something, you type it out and it's yeah. in a text. Well, that search bot is going to take that text and apply it to whatever they can. And the best results that pop up is what they're going to bring you to. So if you've got a blog with thousands and thousands and thousands of words, and if that bot searches through the blog and finds what they need, Mm -hmm. then you're going to pop up. Yeah. Which is why I tag like everybody in my blog. I tag their like whenever I'm writing a, a certain, which I haven't written in a while because I've been really busy, but I will um, soon enough or not. I'll do whatever I want, Patrick. You <laughs> That's know? right. Do what you I want. Do what I want. To quote Jordan Heffler, <laughs> do what you want. <laughs> um, but so that's why I tag everybody because that helps too. You know, I've heard. Yeah. On, so, on social accounts, it's to be seen, you first have to be known. Mm -hmm. And if you're not known, you have to tag those that are known. Well, like I link everyone in my um, in my blog. That way, when they're searching, like say they're searching for a certain builder. And if mm -hmm. I've linked them, well, then I'll pop up, yeah. you know. And so I'm kind of like tagging off of people. And that's what everybody does. It's OK. It's not cheating. It's leverage. Yeah. It's it's leveraging the audience that others have. <laughs> In order to build the audience that you want. Yeah. It's smart. Okay. I feel yeah. like I'm cheating, but I'm not. I'm not cheating. <laughs> it's Everybody not cheating. It. It's, playing, it's playing strategic yeah. moves. So you started the blog, This Little Out of Mine. Yes. And is that still correlated with the actual company? Yeah. I'm keeping that alive because that's like, that's, that was my seed. That's where I was born, you know? Um, and I still have my Instagram going. I try to make little This Little Light of Mine more personal then um, my Capital City Lighting page, which is at C City Lighting um, on Instagram. Hit them up. They'll be tagged in all the show notes for those okay. listening to this. And um, so, but this little light of mine <clears throat> is a little more personal and like, uh, you know, not, I mean, C City Lighting isn't super duper like stiff and professional, but I try to be just real personal so people can connect with me. They want to work with me. I'm fun, you know. But it showcases still, your brand. Yeah. As you, as Bridget. Yes. Yeah. Which needs to happen with a company like yours that you're so much in the face of it. Yeah. You know, that you're leading this brand, this company. You People want to know who they're working with. You know, if you're, you're, you're essentially, you're a designer. You're right. designing the lighting in their home. They want to know who that designer is and will they work with them. Yeah. And I think um, it's mostly women that are the buyers. And I think that they, you know, if you're fun, you know, women know a fun girl that, and they want to work with them. I, I, that's very true. I, my whole kitchen remodel is being driven by my wife. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. It's, it's, it's her and my sister-in-law who's, who's the interior designer. Like that's, that's who it is. And that's what, it, that's what happens. Yeah. And so having that blog, really, especially the personal side of the blog, really puts yourself out there. Yeah, it's, people know it's who scary. You are. It's a little scary to do that, but um, I'm okay with it by now. Good. I, I, hope, <laughs> I hope so. I mean, we're, we're here doing something specifically about you, so I hope you're okay with I putting mean, it yourself out there. It is a little scary to put yourself out there at first, you know, it is. but um, it's, it's okay. It's yeah. okay. I'm used to it now. Good, good. And that's what 
Every entrepreneur that's building a business needs to be able to put themselves out there. They need to be able to go out and talk about their brand, Mm -hmm. their company, their product, their service, whatever it is they're doing. They have to be able to communicate it to those who want to be either a consumer, a purchaser, or an actual business associate. Well, you kind of have to build a con- you have to build a connection yeah. with people before they ab- actually connect with you. Like mm-hmm. it's a you know, so that's all I try to do every day. You know, I try to I try to speak directly to that person whenever I'm making a post or doing you know writing my blog. You know, I just want to hang out with you and let's pick out some lights and yeah. give me some money. That's that's right. And so, where <laughs> where is your showroom? Um, I'm at 6951 Exchequer, okay. and it's off of um, Industrioplex Boulevard. And we are, it's just, you know, a quaint showroom. It's beautiful inside. I've had a lot to do with helping to um, make it, you know, really cozy. And that's yeah, where I, we are. Yeah. And I work by appointment only because I have, I've gotten like super busy within the last, I don't know, six months, but especially the last January has been wild for me. I set a, a big goal for myself last year. Um, and amazingly I reached it and my friends were excited for me. Um, and with in January, this January, I met, one quarter of what I did last year in one month. Wow. So I have. That's been, incredible. My husband's kind of like misses me a little bit. <laughs> I, I've, I'm like up all night working. Um, I, but I mean, I really love it. Yeah. And that's a whole nother. So there, there's, there's two different avenues I want to go down there from that line of, you know, of statements is one, what COVID brought to the renovation industry and what COVID brought to the new construction industry. Mm-hmm. People had to spend so much time at home, yeah. they realized they didn't actually like their home and they wanted to renovate it. Right. And so that made all the, the constructions, the renovation business just boom because well, people, people are like, I want to change it up. Well, also people couldn't travel. Yeah, they, they couldn't travel. So they're not spending money on travel. They're not traveling. So they want to make like their out, uh, outdoor kitchen an oasis. Like yeah. this is our vacation this year. Yeah, my our vacation is redoing our kitchen, honey. And I mean, I got... I got some business like that, but honestly, the construction industry with like, it's just really been kind of, it's been amazing. I mean, we face like lumber prices are at an all time high. Yeah. Um, Insane. And that has, a lot of people have been holding off on their building projects because of that. I've been busy more so with more of the custom homes um, this past year, I've done some renovation projects, um, but I would say the bulk of my work has been from new construction, like the m- more custom houses. And I guess it's people that it hasn't affected, um, like they've had this, the expendable income, you know, to, yeah. to spend and like good for them. Yes. And good for me. Um, I'm not there yet, but I will be. That's right. <laughs> Work, working there every yeah. day, which which brings into the next part of the conversation is the sacrifices that have to be made by entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to their family life. You know, I, for example, you're here with, with your husband, your kids are at home and you're doing something for the business. Mm-hmm. I'm here without my wife and she's at home, you know, and it's one of those trade-offs. Yeah. How are you, how is it able to be balanced between the family life 
in the professional life and finding somebody or a partner to travel this journey that's truly understanding of that that drive, that push to do something more. You know, my my wife's an engineer. Yeah. She's she likes what she does and she's and she's is he an engineer as yeah, well? My husband's an engineer. <laughs> Why am I finding this is this is all too common happening? I'm finding I'm interviewing somebody and the spouse is an engineer, whether it be the wife, the husband. I'm like, is it, it are engineers and entrepreneurs? Is that a good match? Is that a good pair? I think so. You think so? Okay. Yeah. I the- mean, he's very um, he's super supportive. He's very proud of me. Um, I mean, he's seen my journey from being, you know, a stay-at-home mom raising our kids to like now I'm. Um, running a business every evening, you know, I'm doing things, I'm out in the community, I think. And he's, I, th- I guess, I don't know. He's just really supportive. It, it is a, my kids are older now too. So my oldest is 22 and um, I have four children, 22, 20, 16, and almost 15. And so, you know, they're at home, but the time I spend with them is quality you know, and they don't need, they really don't want to spend, like they're at the age where like, they're like, like mom, leave me alone. Yeah, leave me alone. Yeah. So the time that we have together is super quality time. Um, and we ha- all have, we have a great relationship Yeah. with each one of them. They're just great kids. And so it, it all couldn't have happened at a more perfect time in my life in a more perfect way. Yeah. hundred percent. And that's, that's kind of what I go back to as well is the quality of the time you spend with them. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're at, at home all day, you might pull out your phone 60% of the time and yeah. you're going to play on your phone you, and you, you both will be just because that's what society and what we've come to is that, you know, our phones is our, is our getaway, well, yeah. our escape. But when you're at home, it's like, okay, I know for me personally, it's like when I'm at home, I'm very intentional with my time. And it's like, when I'm at home, my phone is away. I'm not working. I'm not plugging into anything. It's you, me, one-on-one time. And for you, I'm sure it's the same thing with your kids, like that quality time, like, hey, tell me about your day, tell me about this, tell me about that. And as you put those distractions aside for that short while that you have, because you know how valuable it is. Yeah, Our I mean, sound I'm guys not, I'm love not, all the sirens that run by. <laughs> I'm not saying like I'm perfect, but- Well, yeah, I, I nobody mean, is. Right, I, I do- I do think that the time I spend with my kids is quality time. I do often have mother's guilt, like, uh, you know, every, which like is normal and everyone has. Absolutely. Um, and I just know that because I've been doing this for a long time, this whole motherhood thing. And, but my kid, like anytime I brought it up to my kids, cause we're really open they're They're like, mom, no, you're mom. We love you. You're doing great. You're not, not you know, don't yeah. feel bad. I mean, they're like my cheerleader they mom me you know Mm -hmm. so it's i think it's just a good it is a delicate balance but i think being mindful is the biggest is the is the number one thing um mindful of their needs your needs mm -hmm. and that open line of communication Mm -hmm. my my motto is you can never communicate enough you may think you're over communicating but i think you're just getting to that point of talking enough about it yeah, well, I I don't know how good of a communicator <laughs> I am. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm I'm sure you communicate very well. I mean, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> so, but outside of your business and outside of the blog and everything, you also do something else in the community. The baby cakes. <gasps> what is the, what is that? What is it? For what? those that aren't aware. Well, it's a 
Sisterhood shrouded in secrecy. So I can't talk about it. Sisterhood shrouded in secrecy. All right, moving (laughs) on to the next questions. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's, um, It's a group of women that just adore each other and we get together um during mardi gras to dance in the street and we do a couple parades um every year we didn't get to do it this year but um and then everyone has just formed you know some of my best friends are baby cakes and two of them are here tonight what what (laughs) i love it i didn't know that no man yeah and i'm sure several are watching of course. Because they it's couldn't make it. They texted me and they couldn't make it. Because um, the weather's bad. Yeah. For the, for those listening like a week away from now or whenever you're listening to this, right now in Louisiana, it's like 32 degrees outside. 31 degrees. Yeah. Which is considered warm f- from the last two days because it was. Right. The like, last day was like 17 or 18. Yeah. So if you're not from Louisiana, this is the longest period of time that we have been below freezing in the last 40 years. Wow. So I was watching the weather and they said the last time we had a a freeze spell of this length was in the 80s. Oh, wow. I was around. I mean, it's it's it's, we're like we're like, what, three days coming up on three days of nonstop freeze. Like month, like Sunday was we went into the freeze at midnight and like Monday freeze, Tuesday freeze. Today, we barely got above 32. We're at 34 when I left this afternoon. And then it's going right back down this weekend. It's It's been a little stressful, I'm sure, for everyone. But also, I mean, the beauty in it, like stuff we don't normally get to see, like the trees. What um, is snow? Yes. I mean, we didn't really get too much snow, but like the I, the trees that are all frozen are just beautiful, you know? Yeah. We, we so, in, in Louisiana and Baton Rouge, we don't have this particular winter wonderland time. No. Especially I, in February. No. And I know it's dangerous. Like we have two big oak trees that we're like worried about, but it's like you know just appreciating the beauty and everything is is um, is fun to do. A hundred percent, and we're we've been forced to get at home and taking it back to the, to the business world of you know freezes and COVIDs and lockdown. Mm-hmm. We've had to get creative. So if you had to do anything creative to get around the pandemic, the cold weather, to make sure that your business is thriving and growing during this time, um. I really, uh, whenever, whenever everything was just happening and nobody knew really what was happening, um, I knew, I thought that I'd probably like have to pull back. I probably wasn't going to be doing a whole lot of business, but I knew I was going to just pour myself into um, my social media and just staying present in front of mind. And so at the same time, um, a friend of mine was launching um, a boot camp, Leslie Presnall, um, with Southern Flair. Is that right? Um, was launching a boot camp for entrepreneurs, and she does a whole boot camp for free female entrepreneurs, and it's like this whole social media thing. So I just signed up for it. Like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to have some downtime. I'll do this. And it was six weeks. Abby's here, and she's doing it right now. She's on week five. Week five. Um, and how, how, how's that going for you real quick? It's actually going very well. She's teaching me a lot of things I didn't think about. Love it. Well, and you see, like, I needed it. And then you would think, like, someone like Abby probably wouldn't need it because she's already an amazing success story. She's wanderlust by Abby. Um, <laughs> but look at her doing it and, like, raising her, ga- you know, game. So, I mean, anybody, it would be good for anyone. Yeah. Um. So, I signed up for this and... I, you had like homework every night and and it was really good. So it made me like, um, I learned a lot about 
just social media, different things. And I just put a lot into my social media thinking I would be slow. And I ended up being very busy. And because people were seeing me, I got so many clients from social media. They weren't, it was, they were like, normally it's like a builder sends in a client. It was like the client would find me and they would contact me on Instagram or Facebook. And um, they were building a house and, and it was all like really nice houses. So, you know, they had nice budgets. It was really good for my business. And, um, yeah, I was busier, busier than I thought I'd be. And so I was up late working, doing my homework because <laughs> I didn't want to get in trouble with Leslie. I didn't want her to be like, you're going to do the lesson. Yeah, I mean, you're on a boot camp too. I mean, and you, I was you paying go. for it. That's you know, right. I needed to get my money's worth. So I really, um, I did it. And you get to meet all these other awesome women that are doing, living the life you're living, you know, like trying to figure things out, what works, staying up late, you know, burning the midnight oil. I almost said grind in the midnight oil. Um, <laughs> grind and burn. It's all burn the same and whatever. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so it was just, and it's, it's networking. It's like, it's a, it's a good thing. Yeah. So I did and that. I, the, the key to every, every successful entrepreneur is knowing how to ensure that your customers are taken care of, but also networking to grow the business. Yeah. Which no. is another delicate balance. It It, it is. And I, <laughs> when, so when I got, when I went to LSU, I didn't take the classic uh, focus on studies route, uh-huh. nor the classic focus on partying route. I took the focus on networking route. Oh, okay. Which is a, an abnormal route. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, you're either here to learn, you're either here to party. And I was like, no, I'm here to network to find those in the same level as me. And it was like a group of like 10 of us. It was yeah. a very small group. But we're able to grow and network and make connections that have now lasted well beyond that and well into the professional world. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you still. Oh, talk absolutely! To me. Yeah. I've had a I've had a handful of them on the show. You know, just because they're doing great things in the professional world. But aside from you know the networking and everything with social media, especially with your brand and your business, mm-hmm. you have to display what you do. Yeah. Right. Yes. And so, like within Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever social platform you're on. Each one is different and each one has a different audience. And so how yeah. are you able to kind of plan and strategize your week within the social media world? Well, um, I'm, this isn't, you probably don't expect the answer to this, but every, I don't really plan it out. I know I'm supposed to, but I like to just fly by the seat of my pants and do what I feel. And so every morning I wake up at like 6.30 and I will kind of see what I'm I sometimes the day before I'll get an idea but I just kind of think about what I'm going to post that day and I do it that day yeah <laughs> I'm 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 the same way I, I look at the content and I yeah. see what I've got in my in my bucket <laughs> and I'm like hey what looks good yeah and what do I want what am I feeling today you I mean know? I keep like I have like a folder of stuff that I keep um you know pictures and stuff but most of the time, it's like in the moment. I like to live in the moment. Yeah. I, I, I love that, like living in the moment, but planning. I, I am planning a planner. the moment you live in. Yeah, plan the moment that you're living in. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> be, prepared. Sense. be prepared okay, for right, the moment. Prepared. Okay. Yeah, I okay. like to be prepared. That's a better. Okay. I like to be prepared. Um, but I also like to live on the edge, which kind of... Makes me a unicorn. Back to that unicorn emoji. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And so like 
But within social media, people kind of see it as just this personal absorption of content. Mm -hmm. But for businesses and entrepreneurs, it's a way to get your brand in front of however many people are going to see it. You know, so it's your way of free advertisement, basically. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. You've got brands like, for example, on TikTok. TikTok is one of those platforms that's still considered young Mm -hmm. and still has the reach that an early 2000s Facebook has because the algorithm hasn't messed everything up. So within that, though, they brands have created everything to say, hey, how can we reach the most audience members? And social media is the same way for everybody. So like, are you looking to say, how do we meet our customers? How do we meet our clientele? Or is it just, I'm going to post what I feel? I post what I feel. <laughs> I post what I feel. I love it. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I feel like it's got to be organic and I'm going to connect with the people I need to connect with. And it's working so far. Yeah. And it, it, it goes back to that blogging atmosphere, that true to yourself, true to who you are as a person and making sure that everybody knows you are you. Yeah. I just I, I'm really genuine. Um, I try to be really genuine with my clients. I think a lot of times it's like a breath of fresh air when people come in and meet with me because I am not trying to upsell you. I'm not trying. I want to give you what you're, you're, I figure out your style really quickly. Um, I can read people really well. And I'm just like, I cut all the crap out. Can I say that? You can say whatever you'd like. I cut the bullshit out. There you go. And love it. We just get down to, you know, and it's just genuine. We were like, you know, we get, we do what we need to do. And they, they don't feel like I was dishonest. And um, it's just about being genuine. It, to me, like, if you're genuine, I'm going to be friends with you. And throughout my whole life, that's always been a, a word that I've connected with. Um, and I just, I really feel like that's my most comfortable state just to be that yeah. way. And you have to be who you are because you can't change who you are. No. You know, and if you change who you are, you're just trying to please other people. And that's and not then being you're respectful disingenuous, of yourself. Yes. Which is the opposite of genuine. That's right. Which is <laughs> exactly. So I with, told you I get sassy. I love it. Hey, bring you. it on. Bring it on. You. I'm all about it. But we are getting towards kind of the, the end segment of the show. Okay. Golly. Feels like we just started. I know. And that's the beauty of it, right? <laughs> so what are some lessons that you've gathered along the way from going, working for somebody, working for an accounting firm? I mean, that's a whole different yeah. ballgame. And then going and working for yourself. Um, well, I told you, like working at the accounting firm really taught me just how to be super structured with my day um, and like like lists and like planning out my time. So that is it was a huge benefit to me, like in everything I did going forward from there. Um, and I am very organized, but also very creative, which does not always happen. Correct. Together yeah. at all. Um, so that was a lesson. That was great. Another lesson uh, is don't be afraid. Like, like you know, like today, like being nervous. Like I just channel that into excitement. Just do it. Like, um, I don't know. I don't know. Help me out. Yeah. What yeah. else? And I, and I tell get me. It, and I tell get me it. what I've learned. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the don't be afraid part is huge. Yeah. 
because we'll just go through it. Just you, you, keep you going. Ha- you have to go through it. Whatever it is you're doing, you have to go through it. It's because it's always going to be there. You can push off and push off and push off. Yeah. Whatever you're nervous about, I'm whatever rather, you're I'm anxious ra- about. Yeah. I'd rather just like get it over with. Yeah. You know, like for, for example, we're sitting here with, you know, five of your good friends and we're also sitting here on the you flip mean side. 15. I'm just kidding. 50, yeah. 15, only five. 15, only five. 15, 15, hundred. There's a hundred people here. Um, <laughs> But no, so you're, you're, you're sitting here with close friends, right? Yeah. And that makes you comfortable. Yeah. Because on the flip side, to look through to those friends, you've got cameras, right? Right. You've got cameras, you've got <laughs> microphones, you've got lighting. It can be quite, you know, ang- it, it can create this sense of anxiousness. It can create this sense of insecurity and this fear almost. But as an entrepreneur, we have to push through all of that. And say, nope, I still have a brand to talk about. Yeah. I have a business to talk about. Yeah. I'm here to be genuine. Mm-hmm. I'm here to be who I am. And to let everybody know, I'm here to design your house. Yeah, I'm here to, I'm yeah. here to bring light to I'm your world. I'm here to light up your life. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> let your light shine. There's so many. We could just go on. We on and on and on. <laughs> yeah. So what is something that you did as a kid Ooh. that you wish you could still do today had no one stopped you? Oh, wow. I wish you would have told me this before. <laughs> What's in the text? Oh, I didn't. You didn't say that ex- exactly. What is something? Let me what is something, you, what is something it, you did as a kid did as a you kid. wish you could do today? Had no one stopped you? Had no one stopped me. Oh. <laughs> oh, they, they're saying run around naked. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do. I, I think you said a lot of people stopping you. <laughs> yeah. I do enjoy running around naked, but... Um, I don't know. Why did I say that? Why did you <laughs> say that to me? Because it's genuine, right? Yeah. And what is so? I don't know. Patrick. Be free. The freeness. Something that I that did you as get a kid. from doing that. I don't really know. Greg, help me. Do you know the answer to this? I don't know. Run around naked. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I had a lot of fun as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have time to get into that. I mean, we don't, I don't have a watch. Yeah. So we don't have time for that. <laughs> I'm, That's it. Yeah. I'm, right. I'm still, I've all, I was always a kind of a stubborn kid. Right. And, um, hardheaded and a little sassy, very sassy. My mom would say very sassy. So I'm, I'm still doing that. I love it. Still so doing that. Bringing the sass every day. I am. I like it. So what do you love about Baton Rouge? Oh, Baton Rouge. Um, so I'm from Opelousas. Okay. And I was born in Ville Platte and raised in Opelousas. And, um, Both their cities probably no one has ever heard of outside of Louisiana. No, they have. They're, they're in Acadiana. So okay. like my, all my fam, my mom, they all speak Cajun French. My grandmother speaks broken it. English. My grandfather's the same way. And I came here, I moved here right before high school. I went to McKinley High and um, people thought I was an exchange student because I had such a thick accent and I've lost, I worked so hard on losing it, but I've lived here, I'm 44 now and um, I moved here when I was 14. So I've been here for 30 years. Ah, That's a, yeah. And so anyway, I've so worked really hard on losing it. And then I was like, why did I work so hard on losing that accent? I love it. But if I get around like my family, oh, it comes back right away. <laughs> right away. I call my cousin and my kids are like, you've been talking to Aunt Mary. 
I'm just kind of, it's kind of sassy. And, um, but anyway, but what I love about Baton Rouge, I'm sorry. Um, so they kind of took me in and Baton Rouge, really, I say this and people laugh at me. A lot of people that live in Baton Rouge aren't from Baton Rouge. Um, it's a cosmopolitan city. People always laugh at me when I say that it kind of, it is a mix. I'm and what I mean by that is it's like a mix and you just can find your niche. And, um, it's my city now. I've lived here long enough to feel like this is where I'm from, even though I wasn't born here. And it's just a Southern and it's a mix of all of Louisiana. Yeah, it's like that's a, what I love about it. It's the melting pot of Louisiana. It is. Everybody comes here. Make a make a sweatshirt. Melting pot of Louisiana. Yeah, that'll right, be, be some Patty G show gear. Yeah. <laughs> Why you love the melting pot and have br red stick? Yeah. So okay, what is something I can do to help you? I mean, you're doing it right now. But outside of that, come on! Everybody gives me that blanket answer. Oh, oh just really? have you on the show. It's yes, yes. Cody, Cody can attest to that. Flashbang can attest to that. I asked the question. Everybody's like, oh, just having me here. But well, what is true. something else I can do to help? Pour me another glass of champagne. All right, I can do that. <laughs> I love that. I'm just, I'm glad. That, yeah, you're, do, you're my so tax preparer. I already, preparer. Am, I already am our tax preparer. He's so I already got preparer. that covered. You're going to help me with that. And what else? <laughs> just, um, you know, just like, if you, just knowing you. It's going to be natural. You're going to tell somebody that's building a house and one of your rich clients, you're going to tell them about me. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be, be sure to be sure to drop the name for, for certain. I don't know. I just feel like just putting this positive energy together is, yeah. is going to be helpful. Okay. I'll accept that. I'll yeah. take that. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Bridget. Thanks for having me. It wasn't so bad, was it? No. See? Did I do okay? You did excellent. That's right. Give her, give her some applause. That was incredible. No, you did, you did superbly. Thank you. That was you did, you did excellent. I know it's a bit. It can be a bit much, whenever you have all the all the lights and the cameras and everything. But I think you did an excellent job. So thank you for coming on. I'm glad we were able to make this. Yes, only me took too. us six months. I know. <laughs> or more. More, I think. Yeah, but through COVID and through the wintry weather, I'm glad we're able to make this happen. So thank you so very much for coming on the show, thank Bridget. You. I would cheers, but you drank both of your beers. <sighs> oh, so. come on now! I'll cheers, cheers at empty glass. Cheers. And that, all right, fine. We'll upgrade. <laughs> we'll upgrade. But thank, thank you, everyone else, for <laughs> listening or tuning in, whether it be through the Facebook Live or through the video or the actual podcast itself. I appreciate y'all. I know the guests appreciate y'all. Thank y'all so much for listening to the latest rendition of the Patty G Show with Bridget from Capital City Lighting. I'm your host, Patty G. Thank y'all for tuning in. And just a shout out to our sponsor, Alvarez Construction. They build more than a home. They build a place to raise a family, build your dreams, and actually grow your community. Thank y'all so very much. I'm Patty G. See y'all and have a good one. Thanks. Thanks.